0: Life Street stars. We here with Charlie Boy the Legend. It is. Hey, what the fuck? Is Charlie Boy the Legend. I know, y'all, I know y'all playing. Charlie Boy the Legend in this bitch. Yeah. Hey, man. I know everybody know the history, but we got some youngsters on this channel that may not be all the way tapped in. So for them, for those who ain't knowing deaf dumb Stupid living up under a rock, man, tell them where you're from.
1: My name is Charlie Boy, C-H-A-L-I-E-B-O-Y, Charlie Boy, no R, Charlie, not Charlie, for those Charlie, you know, it's been going years, people still get my name wrong, what it is, what it is. I'm from Herney, Calvert, Texas, and I've been doing music since the year 2000.
0: Now, um, before we get all the way into the music, give us a little bit about your upbringing, you know. uh, for those who's not familiar with that part of Texas that you're from, you tell us about it, a little bit about it.
1: All right, yeah. Um, in Calvert, Texas, for my Texas folk, folk and people that might have a little idea about Texas on the map. You have, you have I-45 that runs from Dallas to Houston. You have I-35 that runs from Dallas all the way down to San Antonio. They parallel each other. Right in the center, Central Texas is Highway 6 that runs from Waco all the way to Hempstead, which gets you to 290 to get you either way. So, that's where I lie. Um, you go from Waco Highway 6 on down towards Bryan College Station, you're gonna pass Marlin, Texas, then Calvary, Texas, then Hern, <laughs> Texas. They're nine miles apart from each other. And that's where I'm from, also known as the Crossroads of Texas. Amen
0: so uh we're gonna get right into it man you've been doing the music since 2000 man yes sir um what made you get into the music
1: man i've been singing all my life since uh i mean since the infant my mother was uh up up until just recently my musician at our church and uh i had no choice but to sing right uh, she figured out I had some type of sound, so once that's it, you in the choir, you gonna sing, you gonna do your thing. Now, did you, did you want to be in the choir, or did you like... Nobody, did... at some point, wants to be in the choir. Right. You know, first off, your mother's the musician, so she's there at church, she's at revival, she's at Bible study and everything. You all know, doing hymns and everything and singing, and you don't have a choice there. You yeah. gotta do that, but then you require required. To be in the choir, right. nah, at some point it gets tiresome. I wasn't the ones that just really wanted to sing. Right. I knew I could, you know, from doing singing, grandmother and everything, in church, and people complimenting you, but it wasn't just one of those, I want to sing. It was pretty much forced on me, right. and I, I enjoyed it, I just didn't want to do it so much. Now Choir um, practice really get on your nerves. Boy, I'm trying to tell you.
0: Uh, how long, what's the longest you ever been at church?
1: When you go on Bible study vacation yeah. to a camp, it's 20, it's you might wanna well say 24 hours. You, you <laughs> wake up by like six in the morning, Crazy. you go to one church, then you go to another church, then it's lunchtime, you don't really go back to the hotel or whatever. You're right outside in the parking lot eating sandwiches or going wherever you're going. You're back at another church across town. It's, it's an all day thing. And then don't have a revival with that. So man, I can't even tell you how long, it's just long. It's man. And then, uh, so what
0: was that church meal that was just, he was like, if I have to eat this, one more
1: time. Oh man, because for me it was like the chicken you and that white bread. That's the that's the church starter pack. That's the church starter pack. That's the funeral starter pack. Like, is uh for kids, you getting you getting one wing, a whole bunch of green beans. Man. If you got the good cook, you got the green beans with the ham in it. If you got the bad cook, you just got that flat-out can of green beans that don't taste like nothing. So. You always hope you got that one. You at the right church where the where the good cook is on on duty for the day. Amen. So, you know,
0: fast forward a little bit. You grown now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stepped into the rap genre. Yeah. How was it? How was that transition? And how did did you get looked at funny when you kind of started branching off to do?
1: No, well, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you grow up seeing like I mean. Even when I started, like I didn't stop singing in church. Like, oh, okay. I don't. I'm not that on the fence of whoever's a Bible thumper or whatever they think about towards me. That's 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 your bag. I gotcha. mean, I know I know where my faith lies and what I do, Amen. and that doesn't <laughs> change me and my life and my feeling of expression. Like though I though as a baby I was forced in to do it and it got bothersome sometimes. I that that's never left me when uh come home and go to church. Like you still still kinda ain't got no choice. You gotta get up, you know, all right, whatever you want, mom. You want me to go Whatever somewhere? you want, Mom. Whatever you want, mom. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna refuse you. Yeah. You know, that's that's not a bad thing for me. That's just one piece of musical background that I got to be a part of and, and understand the sounds and the feeling and the vibe and and how it may, how it makes people feel. That was my first introduction of getting to see how people actually can. You can change a whole person's mood with 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 sound. Mm-hmm. And then when you match sound with words, it it becomes it's a real powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started doing music in 2000, it was nothing big. I wasn't expecting if I was going to get into the, the business, I didn't expect to get into it on like the rap side. If I ever did, I, I figured it'd be somewhere like musical R&B or whatever. So it wasn't a bad transition. It was just rap people was like, who is this? I right. was Like, I ain't telling y'all, y'all will find out if it goes somewhere. Other than that, there was no big difference. I mean, my people, some of my older family members were shocked because they didn't realize that you know that that was me, because that's a that's a whole different ball game. Gospel is more gospel. At one point, was more slow or contemporary, yeah. more old school, more hymnal style. So it wasn't as advanced like church music. Now is as advanced as rap music now today. Is. Like it's hard to tell the difference to be honest. And like you just other just other than the wordplay, right? But um. Uh, at that point, that was just a transition over and just a different sound and style. Hey Amen. Now uh
0: I don't, you know, I was younger, so I know, but I know you was a part of Dirty Third. Right. Uh, with DJ still. Bull. You still dirt. dirty okay. Third records. Dirty how did Third. you uh how did you uh is that something you created? Is that something you were a part of? How did that relationship come to be?
1: DJ Bull is the CEO of Dirty Third Records. Okay. Um I came along in 2000 when I met uh, a friend of Bull's whose name is Benoit, well, nickname is Nord, AKA Nord, mm-hmm. Donald Gambrell. They were partners in uh, many ventures, one of them um, being owning a store in Bryan Cottage Station called The Hip Hop Shop, DJ Bull's Hip Hop Shop. They also had one in Huntsville, Texas where no, that was called The Ear Doctor, uh, where Bull was a DJ also. He went to school at Sam Houston, graduated from Sam Houston, and that's where Dirty Third Records was originated. I met Nord while I was working at a chicken plant in Sanderson Farm. I found a music music store I stopped in and would uh, buy a rap CD, an r and CD, and whatever screw tape Or CD, whether it be Swisher House, uh, just just starting fresh in the area, Dirty Third Records, Freestyle Kings, uh, Swisher House, Chameleon Air, all of those guys, while it was still fresh on the scene Mm -hmm. for the newer guys outside of Screwed Up Mm Click. So, rap, R&B, and a screwed CD. Uh, One day while I was in the in the store, getting off work. It was some uh, people I met from being in high school, sports and all that, some young ladies. They asked me to sing a girl happy birthday on the phone. I did. No I'd heard it. And he was like, I didn't know you could sing. It was like, you didn't ask. But, uh, right. it was not something that I would just go and show off to people. So one day he tells me, like, hey, Bull wants you to come sing a few hooks on a tape. I was like, OK, cool, no problem. I go down and uh, every Friday there would also be one member of the group on the Freestyle Kings that would probably work the shop on a Friday. So I met Tite, I met Rhino, um, and I met Coop before going, coming down. When I got there, Tite opened the door and gave me this real funny look like, what you doing down here? I'm like, Bull sent me down to sing some hooks. That's what Noah said. So. And they told me, hold on, because they were working on a tape, which was called No Host Board. And uh, I sat out there for a minute. And then I sat out there for another hot minute. And then I sat out there for another hot minute. I was like, nah, well, it's not that big a deal to me. It's right. not that big. So I was going to get ready to go. Then they opened the door. I was like, come on. You can come on in. I sat down. I talked to Bull. He was like, uh, so you want to jump on the tape? And I was like, well. I, I guess that's the point, you know, right. uh, says you wanted me down here to sing some hooks on the, on the tape. He was like, nah. I told him if you wanted to jump on the track, then you could. I was like, well, that's when I was fresh. Like I really wasn't doing any rapping or the whole idea of freestyling. We play around with it, but it was nothing I ever took seriously about that. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. Don't worry about it. Right. He was like, nah, I don't want you to feel like you wasted your time. I'm like, I never waste my time. Right. And he was like, but if you want to do something, feel free. I was like, okay, cool. I did something, the first thing that I ever got on with Dirty Third Records was No Holes Board and it was the Nelly Country Grammar beat. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I got done, it was kind of quiet. Then it was like, you wanna jump on something else? I am like, man, I don't, I, that's cool with me, that's fine. Yeah. I think I did like three total tracks on that project. And then it was like, the tape came out and uh when it first came out, Noah Noah gave it to me in the store. And I was like, oh that, that's what's up. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It right. sounded it sounded good. I just wanted to hear myself and that was cool. So he's like, Yeah, man, we didn't already we already sold out of this one down here at the store. I'm like, oh, that's what's up, that's cool. He's like, they keep going to this track. That's the track you on. I'm like, well that's all right. Batter up, right? No, uh country grammar. I'm tripping, yeah. So um, we move further along. We get to the next tape. We get to the next tape. Because they asked me would I like to jump on another one. I was like, all right, fine, cool. Then they asked would I like to be a part of the group. I was like, yeah, that's what's up. So after that, we just move on forward. So I've been down with Dirty Third Records since the year 2000. So, you
0: know... At first it seemed like, and this might still be the case, it seemed like he was very nonchalant about it. Like it could have went either way. Like, when did the music start being like, oh, okay, I'm I'm actually finna eat off this? I
1: never looked at it like that. I never looked at it like that. I love music. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was, well, it's just a shot at being heard. Now that's a byproduct. Yeah. If if you are good or you have some value or worth. Then people gonna try to send you money or or invest in that part. That's all the blessing part. I appreciate that. I'm thankful for that. Right. But uh, music has always been my my uh, way of expressing myself and enjoying enjoying getting out. That's been my therapy, if you want to call it, to this day. So anything and everything that I do create, it's not to mimic a wave or ride whatever type of music. As I like to consider myself as an artist. Now, so I try to create a little bit of everything and that's my freedom, that's my passion. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, as you were building your career, because as early as I can remember, because I've been listening to you for a long time, you were pretty much the first person to intertwine singing and rapping. For me, the earliest song I can remember is this and I don't know exactly how it goes, but you was like, This is for the Catalaska Priests and ship. Yeah. yeah. So Greer. Like, and I remember hearing that shit and be like, damn, ain't no, don't nobody even sound like this.
1: Well, before, I mean, I mean, there, there were others that have done it before. Big Mo, Big T, Ronnie Spencer. There's a lot of musical, mm-hmm. talented artists in the h Time area that were doing that and in place on a lot of the South Side artists mm-hmm. like Fat Pat and all those. They, there were a lot of guys that were doing their thing in Houston. Yeah. And it's been a big thing about me possibly sounding like Mo, but that's the ticket is everybody tries to bunch you in the same group. Right. Mo and I have completely different styles. Yeah. We have the same sound, we're in the same type of vocal range. So when we sing, it sounds like similarities. But he and I, he and I have and had different type of rhyme schemes and patterns that we would use. I felt like you,
0: I always felt like yours was more gritty, and Big Mo's was more like jolly. I I don't know where I got that from, but I, he was like more so like, I always felt like you had a more street sound to yours, Mm. and then Mo 3 was just kind of not Mo 3. Big Mo was more so like, I don't know, but I didn't listen to, I wasn't a big Mo.
1: Gotcha. I, I'd, I'd say though Mo had force in his voice, mm. he was more still on the laid back Houston player style. Right. So it was just whereas I would, you hear one song for me sounding this way, you hear another song for me sounding another way and it wouldn't always be about H-Town culture or slab culture. I might throw a real song in between, Mo would have a few, but more laid back and Southern player and hometown style. That's what I would say.
0: Now you said uh, that uh, you didn't really, you know, like you wasn't just really vocal about you being able to sing, but you know, you have, you have the hazel eyes and you have the voice. Mm-hmm. That was not your, why was that not your niche? Why did you, cause I would have been on every young lady in all of texas <laughs> man
1: i really like i said man i was in this. i'm in this i'm still in this yeah for the love of the music right, right. i forget that a lot of i get a lot of compliments about it but yeah. i mean they're mine i i, I don't think that or had it uh i don't have an ego about me i yeah. can and maybe to, to some i should but that's right. not important right. uh, I enjoy doing the music, I enjoy vibing, I enjoy connecting. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because sometimes I I like to look a person in the eye. But I know sometimes when I'm getting that look back, like like you can't figure out what you wanna do. I just don't I don't look at people. Right. So I, it's never been the idea, yeah, it's there to use as a niche, but my talent right. is bigger than a niche. Amen.
0: Now uh you had the song, the, the word, the, the big hit, On My Mama. Uh, how, did you, how did you come up with that
1: song? We were in a lab, just coming across beats. Uh, my engineer at the time, Jay Mark, came across this beat from a producer by the name of Jay, Jay Bray out of Virginia. Um, we listened to it, broke it down. I put the song, I put the... I created the verses, then I put them in place. We listened to it for a little while, and it was like, I think we got one. Now, how'd your I mama mean, feel about that when she heard that song? My mama doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> my mom doesn't care about none of that. She's like, I like that that's catchy, but like right. overall it wouldn't know. Cause my mom would have been like, why is that on me? Why'd you, why'd you put that on me? Like, what does that mean? My mom doesn't care about anything. She like, she likes, She's like I said, she's a musician Mm -hmm. and she, she was in choir and teaching, singing and all of that. So her whole thing was on just pattern, length, catchiness and sound. Have you ever,
0: have you ever thought about doing a song with your mom?
1: With my mom? My mom
0: doesn't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You like, nah, I ain't worried about all that. I try to get in the studio all the time to either play something and uh, get a producer to create a beat around it, but she don't care. Oh, that's crazy. So, with the success of that song,
0: where are all, where all places did that song take you? Like, what what did you do? Because it was so big, and I remember
1: just hearing it everywhere. What what, did, what all did that song create for you? Uh, it put me on a few USO tours, and I've traveled. I've been to all fifty states um, numerous times. So, before I look good. Third records, we uh in Freestyle Kings, we dropped a tape called the Chain and we were dropping mixtapes. So we were traveling the whole Chitlin circuit for yeah. a while from Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, a little bit up, Georgia, um, uh, touched Florida a few times before that. And then we took off with I Look Good and just hit all 50. Now, the world has become
0: so social media. Right. You came up in the age where it was hand-to-hand, mm-hmm. you know, looking people, meeting people, touching the fans. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is more effective
1: for you? In this day and age, all of it. Okay. Like, I know hand-to-hand is still real. Now it's gone from if you if you go hand to hand, it's gone from a real physical CD to now USB. Right. But also the value in that USB is also gone up too. So you can put a lot more music on. So I could put my whole catalog on and sell it for way more. Right. And hand to hand at a time, or do single projects and make make just as equally as much money. Right. And then on the same same effect, you download a stream. Now the streams aren't as price friendly for you because you don't own the website, you don't own the platforms, and you you have to conform to some point to whatever they say they'll give you for you being on their platform. In some ways you can't deny not being on those platforms right. because they do still generate you money. Yeah. And it's another source Of income you have streaming Then you have physical then you also have radio right so all those things are still important then you also have radio as far as radio and television all of those things are important if you can't get all of those things then you're making money in different types of avenues all at once about Mm -hmm. one thing so all of those things are important
0: now uh, have you felt the need to like um because I know you had, uh, currently have a song that's going viral. Mm-hmm. But I also know that that song is is not, hasn't, you just didn't put that out. Mm-hmm. That
1: song's about 10 years old.
0: Yeah. because uh, It's funny because I was talking to a friend and she was like, she was like, yeah, that song, uh, we used to work out to that. <laughs> and I was like, do you think if that that engine, that machine would have been back, there, like, you would have been,
1: like, Totally different story. Totally different story. Totally different story. But this is what I also tell people as well. And I have, I give people this example, mm-hmm. because, um, what song did he have? Vic, V-I-C, mm-hmm. had a song called Silly. get Silly, yeah. Silly went crazy. Crazy. Vic followed up with Wobble. Wobble. He aired it on BET, 106 and Park. And when it came out, they didn't even show like they loved it on 106 and Park. The the, the squad, the people, the fans, they was really not liking it because of how his visual was or who he had in his visual. Mm -hmm. They didn't really like that. And it wasn't just a back and forth like you could go flip out and do it, you just aired it. The song was good then hmm but it just disappeared for a while like nobody liked it Then out of nowhere you know what we call we got songs that we call family reunion songs mm-hmm was started hitting trail rides dances weddings all of that and went crazy mm-hmm. generated a whole new stream of avenue for an older song I tell people all the time a song that's good you can never run from it because it's a timeless song. Right. You can't run from a good song. We're still listening to old school songs, Frankie Beverly and Mays and, and all of that, and young cats are trying to flip these beats mm-hmm. to keep recognizable sound in their songs to make money off of, hopefully, them having some talent and some style, but you recognizing something new from something old. But when you make something flat out and you generate something original that doesn't hit right now, that doesn't mean it's done. You give it a little time and with social media and all these platforms coming out of nowhere and people doing dances and videos and trying to create so much content now to stay relevant, they're like like a DJ, they're gonna dig somewhere in a crate to put a meme together, to put a voiceover together, to put a sound together, to make themselves go viral. And once you do that and you have music that's a part of that, it goes along with it. And if it's good, then it beats out all the rest of the memes and everything.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, cause I, and then I, the, when you said wobble, like I know if he, he's gonna be rich, he's gonna be able to make money forever off that. <laughs> that,
1: that that's the perfect example that yeah. I give anyone about mm-hmm. also, also the understanding of telling people about your paperwork. Amen. Now. If you don't have your paperwork in order, it don't matter when you drop that song, and it don't matter if that song come back and does crazy numbers, however it does, viral streaming, television, somebody picks it up, you losing money, and that's money you will never get back if you don't have your paperwork in order.
0: Now, with the, um, with the recent, uh, the, this song going viral, how many people have approached you like you're somebody new, like you just came out?
1: Well the honest thing is a lot of people, even when we dropped I Look Good, it had a great it had a great run, but it didn't have a stellar run, even though it's a great song. Right. Even though it's known in the circles of business, it wasn't correlated over to everywhere as far as fan-wise like we wanted, like it should have, or like it shows from people talking about it. Um so being where I am from and still prior to the social media platform explosion a lot of people still don't know my name with the song. They know the song. Yeah. They don't know my name with the song. "Dick fine woman. They know the song but they don't know my name with the song. They don't know my face with the song. because I, I don't do a lot of flamboyant stuff. Right. I do what's necessary and maybe that might be a little slight for the moment but uh I stay out in the fake, in the media. I stay out in the open. I don't hide, you just don't notice me. I'm five foot yeah. five, yeah, I got funny eyes, but if you're not looking, you're not gonna notice me. And yeah. I, don't, I don't make myself stand up, that's, that's not my MO. Now, uh, but when you get I'm, on the stage, yeah. when you see me at a show, you'll never forget me.
0: Now, uh, and I'm, I wanna ask you about that because uh, you've always been very humble. I used to work at a record store named Ergasm like a, a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and I seen you come in there a couple of times, always very humble, always not the, because you would be with Rhino and everybody else got right. 20 trains on, you got right. your one, right. you, in the, you in the cut. What made you never just go like, uh, or like be, put yourself like in that position to be like, be more flashy? Because it seems like that's the industry. Like if you don't make yourself
1: If you don't seem, make yourself look away, then they don't show it. True. Yeah. That 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 is real. That is, that's real, but that's not. I got a team behind me mm-hmm. that does stellar business. DJ Bull, <coughs> B-Dibbles, my, that's, that's my driving force on the business side. I'm not going to miss anything that's for me business-wise, mm-hmm. and I'm also going to be a part or close to anything going down, if needed, for a business to make extra money. So my, my business is tight. If I'm going to miss out on something because I didn't throw a couple extra chains on, Amen. it's not for me. I'm not tripping. I'm not chasing that. Mm-hmm. The work that I put in is going to give me the work that I earned and I deserve. If it's going to bring me any more, then that's going to do because the work I did for somebody new is going to spread the word about me business-wise to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't need, nor did I ever want that because it wasn't important to me.
0: Amen. Uh, you mentioned trail rides. Uh, yeah. Now that is something that it happens in a part of Texas, or part, country parts of every city or wherever that I didn't even know nothing about. What is tell me about trail ride, the experience? What is what is that like?
1: Man, if you've never been to a trail ride, and trail rides are not just set to Texas. Trail rides, if you've ever been to South by Southwest, mm-hmm. then they have one of those in every state, but it's called something else. Right, might be Vibe Fest. That's I don't know if that's a real thing, but they have something like that everywhere. But you got trail rides everywhere and they they go crazy. Right. It's, it's from blues, hip hop, R&B, soul, Zydeco. You gonna have a whole mix of every type of musical vibe and you gonna see every, every color person mm-hmm. that has ever been shown the trail ride culture and ride horses. It's not just about horses. It's about trucks, about trailers, customized four-wheelers, all of that. Racing, it's just a good vibe and culture. If you ever, you got to come to one to see how you really get down. The food, all of that. You got to come to one to see how you get down. And I guarantee you, you'll look for the next one. Amen.
0: Now, tell me about your craziest trail ride you've ever been on.
1: Man, I deal with a bunch of different trail rides. Uh... Uh, shout out to my partners, real deal. You got some San, uh, San Antonio Royal Steppers. They get down. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the ones here because you got some here in this city too. Right. You just probably haven't known about them. But those are two that I rock with. Tough. They they show me a lot of love and support, and and they get wild. You think you thinking you think somebody can rock an arena? Mm-hmm. Wait till you feel the ground move outside from just hundreds of thousands of people. Not even the horses racing, not even the music blasting on that, just people trail trail line dancing and all of that. That starting can get crazy. It is crazy. Do you feel like, because um, you said that's
0: a culture and that's a culture that um, right. exists that a lot of people don't know about. Do you feel like you have your hands in that culture as well as the, the current culture, the hip-hop culture,
1: like city culture as well? thing about me is, like I said, I, I try to pride myself to be an artist and hopefully mm-hmm. fans see myself as that way. Right. I don't just box myself into one avenue of music. I make whatever I choose to make. Hopefully it sounds good. It translates into those communities. And I do business with low-level to higher level musicians and and singers and artists. So I think I have a place everywhere as long as I'm grinding and putting my mind to it.
0: So what are we doing currently? What are we working on right now?
1: I'm in the lab generating new music as well as getting, still getting, not just Big Fine Women, still getting some older music looked at for catalogs for sync licensing, uh, which is another avenue. Right. You know, um, sync licensing, video games, uh, and more commercials. So, as I'm working on new stuff and I don't have a date on which I'm gonna put something out, Mm -hmm. I'm still doing features for other artists. I'm also doing writing for other artists. Oh. And all of that across the board is going.
0: So, um, how how did you get into writing, like, because, a lot of people don't know because like,
1: I write. Yeah. And someone, someone just calls and like, "Hey, I want, I want Charlie a song." Yeah. Okay. Well, what about? What would he charge me to write a song? So like, it's low level, and then there's big industry level for major money, and then mm-hmm. someone trying to come up and also show themselves to get signed, and then so it, it's a lot of different levels to to writing.
0: Man, it's, it seems like you're, you know, you're very multifaceted. How did you come upon all this knowledge? Did you just learn as you go along, or did, was it something that like, you immersed yourself in, or how did that work?
1: I learn as I go along, but I'm, I'm deeply rooted in the knowledge about it by my team. Mm-hmm. Bull and Brian, when these people call us and they book us and they talk about it, you know, we early get intuitive with learning the business, keeping our ear to the street with with DJs like being out here in Dallas. Uh, it's a I got a it's a relative of mine named DJ Hustle Man. Mm-hmm. He uh he he's in the street, so I got I got street knowledge in the street. I got business knowledge on on the, on the block and in the business boardrooms. So we're trying to just learn and understand and listen to everything that what's going on. I'm not I'm not out of date with knowing who's come up and coming and either sending a shout out to them or working on a project with them or the or an old old school that's working on something and still has his hand in the fire working on it. I I work every corner that I can work. So um,
0: you know, the hip hop culture as of recent, well not as of recent, but it's been growing to a very dark place, you know and it's caused a lot of uh, artists to lose their lives. Dallas, we have Mo3, Chicago, Vaughn, just diff- so many different lives are lost behind the music. <clears throat> what is your perception on that? Because it's so different from when we were growing up and we're doing music and the music
1: we see now versus the music we, we had then versus the music we see now. Man, I'm not I'm not gonna be political or try to be political about it. I mean, it's the, it's the access to weapons because Rap today, I mean, you can go back to N.W.A., Ice-T, Ice-Q. Too Short has been talk about pimping, hustling, killing, murder, everything that goes on in our community. Mm -hmm. And uh, those things didn't stop when I started. I just don't, I'm just not on that line of music. I can get there, I can go there, but I'm not on, I'm not on that. And there's a fluctuation of that style of music just being pushed out all the time. Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's, we call them backpack rappers because, you know, the higher thought guys, you know, I listen to stuff like Earth Gang and all those very lyrical people. No disrespect to them, but they don't get that light, they don't get that shine because that's not correlating to a lot of the businesses that's making money. Right. So the focus is on black on black crime, or just crime itself. And our people, we got a thing about not backing down. So when our diss records come out, it's a lot more serious now with the, with the access to type of things that we didn't have so much for. When, when I started and back before me, you got a problem, you got beef, you meet up, or it's, it's not on camera, it's not shown, fight go down. It's either respect or, or continued disrespect, and we're going to air it out how we need to air it out. Now, mm. they literally air it out. Right. So it's it's dangerous on that side, and yet it's still beautiful on another side because though that music's not getting highlighted, it's still a whole bunch of beautiful music out there. Mm-hmm. The dark side, I wish you know we'd we stop. We slow down, we find out how to get together, like Pimp C. Pimp C said, we get together, get this money, instead of busting heads and losing lives and trying to find GoFundMes and cash having people to bury people. Amen. And eating that chicken. And eating that chicken, cause, green beans nasty. (laughs) Man, you got any shout outs? Man, shout out to any and everybody that listens to me, whether they know me, or not, I appreciate your support, especially haters. I love negativity. If you don't have any negativity going a certain way, then you're not doing the right thing.
0: I've never heard it put like that. (laughs) That's
1: the truth. And then
0: uh, if anybody want to get in contact with you for any bookings or features, how would they do that?
1: You can contact my manager, Brian, who is on Instagram, at sign b Dibbles. that's B, D as in dog, I, B-B-L-E-S, or contact him at 512-731-5842. Once again, 512-731-5842. And before we get
0: all the way out of here, I just have one question. What's up? Let's say you're talking to a young lady. Y'all been knowing each other for about two, maybe three weeks, Mm -hmm. and she calls you, say Charlie my air went out. Can you help me with this bill? Now we all know it's 120 degrees outside. This Charlie boy, help with that electric bill.
1: Do I help with that?
0: Yeah. By help means pay the whole thing. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> and, then, and then on that note, we're here with the legend. Charlie boy, don't get it twisted. Man, I just want to thank you for coming, spending some time with us, talking with us. Man, you are truly, uh, you were somebody I grew up on, listening to. You're definitely a pioneer of this music shit. Not only just this Texas shit, but this this whole South shit. I salute
1: you, man. And you are a real life street star. I appreciate you guys having me. Much love. Amen. Shout really out real street stars, nigga. Mul.